Have you ever been knocked down so hard you didn't think you could get back up and try again? Are you struggling to see how your pain could possibly be part of God's big plan and purpose for your life? You are listening to the Reinventing You podcast with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Huff, and this is your up close and personal behind the scenes tea sipping session. A look into how God used what I thought was my worst setback for a major comeback. So go ahead and grab your tea and get comfortable. It's about to go down. Hello, beautiful, and welcome to episode nine of the Reinventing You podcast. It is me, your host, Tiffany Huff Struthers. I am so grateful that you are here with me today. I know you could be anywhere in the world, and I do not take your presence for granted. So it's July, um, what I like to call the beginning of the end, because July marks the beginning of the end of the third quarter, which is clearly an integration indication that we are moving toward the end of the year and this is the year of completion so this is the end or excuse me this season that we are in right now is the beginning of the end of something that God wants to complete in through and for you and so I think that it's perfect timing to share what I want to share in today's episode. I have my tea here. I hope you have yours as well as your journal so you can take some notes because I have some jewels to drop. So today we are talking about how I became an overnight success. And I really wanted to share this because in the past, myself included, I always took offense to the idea or to someone saying, you know, you did that overnight or, you know, that just happened suddenly. And, um, I share quite frequently that my pastor always says nothing happens suddenly. And I agree with that. Nothing happens suddenly. You don't, however, have to have a suddenly moment to become an overnight success. And, um, what I have learned is that a major key, the major key, um, the biggest, Um, secret weapon, if you will, to becoming an overnight success is consistency, right? Because ultimately to be a success that you feel is going to take weeks or months or years, you have to be successful daily. And so to be successful daily, to wake up every day and be successful at doing the little things that are going to get you to the place where someone will finally recognize that you've done something big is a matter of being consistent. And so I want to share with you today some ABCs of consistency, which ultimately led me to being an overnight success. And um, I'm going to break it down into two sets of ABCs. The first set are the ABCs that it took for me specifically to become an overnight success, which I think will ultimately help you do the same. The second set are um, ABCs that ultimately can stop you from becoming an overnight success if you aren't implementing them, if you aren't conscious of them, if you are not aware, right? So like I said, I have these ABCs and that's really 
what helped me become an overnight success, specifically um, become an overnight success at being an author. Because being an author is something that I have wanted to do all of my life. Since I was a little girl um, and able to, all I did was read and write. And you can ask anyone in my family or anyone who grew up around me, I have always had a book or I have always been reading a book or I've always talked about writing a book. In many cases, I've started writing books, but because I was inconsistent, never finished them. And so I wanted to share with you what I really know to be true now about becoming an overnight success as an author. And so the first um, or the A for the ABCs of consistency as it relates to me becoming an overnight success um, as an author is alignment. So alignment, right? We hear that a lot. You need to get in alignment. You're out of alignment. Um, and I share often that once you get into alignment, you will move from this space where you feel like you are chasing blessings to the blessings chasing you. Um, and for me, becoming an author, writing a book was a blessing I was chasing for years because I was out of alignment. However, um, and let me tell you why that is. Let me, let me give you some tea. So the book that I wrote, 30 Day Stay, um, is about my experience in a domestic violence emergency shelter and ultimately the experience that led me there and how I moved past said experience, right? So for years and years, like I said, I've always wanted to write a book. And in my mind, the reason why I had not written a book is <laughs> simply because I'm so great that I could not figure out which one of my books I wanted to write first. Like God just would not let me be great. He kept giving me all of these ideas and um, I just could not prioritize which one was first. And so instead of um, putting them in order and writing them all, I just thought to myself, well, maybe it's just not time. Maybe God wants me to do some other things first. No, I was out of alignment. And what happens is when we are out of alignment, we end up pursuing the wrong assignments. And so because I was out of alignment, I was pursuing other things when I was already purposed to be an author. Here was the itch, the issue. Um, I did not want this to be the first story that I told. In fact, I, I was not sure that I wanted this to be a story that I ever told. Um, not because I didn't grow from it, not because I didn't grow through it, not because I didn't feel that there were things that I gained that I could share with other women, but because it wasn't my vision for my life. It wasn't the goal that I had to become, um, the spokeswoman or the poster child, if you will, for domestic violence. That was just not my thing. That was just not who I believed I was. But the reality is, is that for us to be in alignment, we have to seek God first. And, you know, things come full circle and really things did come full circle for me in this process. And that one of my life scriptures has been Jeremiah 1, 5. And it is um, the scripture. And this is the Tiff's Notes version of the scripture. I encourage you to read it on your own. Jeremiah 1, 5. And it says, um, before I knew you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, um, I set you apart and I appointed you a prophet over many nations. 
Here's the thing. When you are out of alignment, you can't see the reason that God has set you apart for. You don't know what nation you've been um, appointed a prophet to be over. And that was my issue. God had appointed me to be over this nation or this group or, um, you know, a population of women who needed to hear this story about this experience, about overcoming, about reinventing myself, about their ability to reinvent themselves, about how important really embodying our life scriptures are and really understanding that we are set apart for something specific just because you're not seeing the vision the way you wrote it or just because you believe you are set apart for one thing does not mean that that is the nation that God appointed you to be over and so I really challenge you to consider what nation really has he appointed you to be over what story is it that he is calling you to tell that for whatever reason you don't want to tell you don't want it to look that way you don't want it to sound that way or maybe you're trying to appeal to people who aren't your people and so you are incons you are consistently um, telling the wrong story ultimately you're being inconsistent with being in alignment and that's why um, you're struggling to be successful so you know that's the first thing that's the a um, being in alignment and really understanding um, what were you set apart for and what nation are you called to be a prophet over so B is boundaries. So um, when I set out, actually, I did not know what I had set out to do, um, but I knew that it was time for me to do something different. I felt like God was nudging me. He was pulling me. He was pushing me and some things were necessary. Um, some things had to change if I was going to um, get the revelation and the understanding about why he was pushing and pulling me. And the, the truth is that you've, you've got to do something different. You know, you can't always do what you've always done and expect to get something different. So last year in July, um, I felt this nudging to pull away from social media. So at the end of July, on July 30th, um, I decided that I was going to set this boundary. I was not going to be on social media at all for the month of July. Um, I stopped posting on social media, which means that I had a lot more time. I also stopped perusing on social media. So I had a lot more time. Um, I also stopped staying up, texting and talking, texting and talking very late into the wee hours of the night. I stopped hitting snooze in the morning when my alarm went off. And really in this season, God was my alarm. He was waking me up and I was not getting up. So I was ignoring him. So ultimately I stopped ignoring God and I started getting up. Um, I started turning down invitations to events. Um, and I started turning down, um, invitations to what other people felt were opportunities for me. But I know now in hindsight, they were really obstacles to me getting into alignment and doing what God wanted me to do. Um, so basically I started saying no to other stuff, people, places, things, even the shiny bright ones that look like you cannot refuse them. And I started saying yes to me. I started saying yes to being in alignment. I started to consistently 
wake up and focus on what God would have me do. And basically what happened was on August 1st and August 2nd and August 3rd and every day through the end of August 2016, because I had set these boundaries, I woke up every morning consistently and penned the words that many of you are reading or have read or prayerfully will read in 30 days stay. I wrote that book in 30 days. I literally woke up August 1st and God saw fit to make me an overnight success every day in the month of August until August 30th when I had become an author, something that I had wanted to do my entire life when I decided to get into alignment, when I was willing to set the boundaries that God wanted me to set and consistently show up, I did it in 30 days. And, you know, as I was preparing for this podcast, um, I recognized that it was ultimately an indication of another one of my life scriptures that I knew very well, but I was not living out um, up until this point. And it also comes from Jeremiah is Jeremiah 29 11. And again, this is the Tiff's notes version. I encourage you to read it, um, verbatim for yourself, but it ultimately says this for, I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans for a hope plans for, you know, a great future. But sometimes, right. We cannot see God's plan. Sometimes we don't perceive the um, plans he has for us as prosperous. Um, We don't see the hope that he has for us because we won't show up. You can't expect to show up one time and do what God tells you to do and expect him to give you the entire vision. He can't trust you with it because you haven't been consistent to this point. And that is exactly what was happening to me for months and months. He was nudging me waking me up very early in the morning and I would be laying there like, God, why am I woke? And finally I decided to get up, right? So I did it one day and I did it again the next day and I did it again the next day. And as I became more consistent, he became more willing to trust me with the vision. So, you know, you need to set some boundaries. And so often we're quick to set boundaries for others. But today I want to challenge you to set some boundaries for yourself, because if you don't know what you're doing, if you can't be focused, you can't tell anyone else. Right. You have to believe for yourself that God has a vision and a a plan to prosper you. You have to believe it for yourself. So you have to set boundaries accordingly because the boundaries that you set for yourself are a reflection to others that you have something going on that there is purpose for you that you do have plans that you are focused on something and that you don't have time for the bs so you need to set boundaries and eliminate the bs so that's the b a alignment b boundaries and of course we have c which is comparison. You know, we can be so busy looking around at everyone else that we end up tripping over ourselves. We will find ourselves in places where our greatness is being squandered. Your, our envy will begin to suffocate our spirits because we see other people doing things that we want to do or we feel we are capable of doing. But for, um, for our inability to get over 
um, how great we think someone else is, we can't even step into our own greatness. Um, your procrastination because of your envy is, is causing you to desire to produce what is not uniquely yours. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, you procrastinate because you want to emulate what you see. But like I said, in Jeremiah 1, 5, you were set apart. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, um, there is a plan that is specifically for you. And so that does not mean that you cannot learn from those around you who embody greatness. But what it does mean is that God has given you greatness and <clears throat> you have to be willing to tap in to your own greatness and you won't realize the magnitude or the magnificence of your own greatness until you get into alignment and until you set some boundaries. And if comparison is something that you really struggle with, then I encourage you to take a social media break, take some time and spend it focused um, on the inside because manifestation happens from the inside out. And in the words of the great Lauren Hill, how you going to win if you ain't right within? You have to be able to shut down the comparison. Um, and so I wanted to share as it relates to comparison, another life scripture that we all know very well that we all can quote over and over and over again. But are we emb embodying it? And it is Psalm 139, 14. Again, the Tiff's Notes version. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you are struggling consistently with comparison, then you have not recognized how fearfully and wonderfully made you are because you can't see past the wonderfulness of someone else. And again, this is not to say that you shouldn't recognize someone else's greatness, but if you have consumed it to the extent that it overpowers your own greatness, then you are not praising God because you are fear fearfully and wonderfully made. Comparison will kill more dreams than a lack of money, a lack of time. Um, it will kill more dreams than your inability or your lack of skills ever will. Because you can seek wisdom, you can gain wisdom. What you cannot do is become someone else. You can reinvent yourself, but you cannot, God is not going to reinvent you as someone else. And he's also not going to bless who you pretend to be. And so that takes me into the second set of ABCs. These are three things um, that need to happen consistently for you to be an overnight success. These are often major roadblocks to consistency. Um, and the first is authenticity. So this is the second A, right? If you are not being authentic, it's going to be challenging, super challenging for you to be consistent at becoming an overnight success. And here's why, because you'll find it's hard to be a consistent liar. And basically, if you're not being authentic, if you're not being true to yourself, then you are being a liar. And while we we may know people who lie and lie all of the time, it's very unlikely that their lies line up. And that's how we know that they are liars. So it's very hard to be a consistent liar. And that's that's why authenticity 
is so important. Um, I found that it was very hard to pretend to be who I wasn't. It's hard to consistently fit in and it's like being a crash dummy. You know, you keep dressing up and getting into this car that is not purpose for you. It only goes from from where it is parked to the wall in front of it. And you keep getting in and you keep hitting the gas and you keep hitting the wall. And then you back up and you hit the gas and you hit the wall. This is what happens when you're being in, inauthentic. You become a crash dummy. You know, you have to stop trying to find the blueprint when God is calling you to write it. You know, it's really, it's really about understanding and embodying the truth that, um, when you start to be and do who who you are supposed to be and do what you are supposed to do, you become a mirror for others to see their truth, right? So your reflection, your truth is going to show others their truth, right? When other people see your truth, they're either going to do one of two things. They're going to recognize their own and begin to be authentic, or they're going to see the reality that they're being inauthentic um, and how they perceive it or what they do with it is really none of your business. What it is your business though, is that you are being authentic, that you cease the need to compare yourself to anyone else and you stop trying to be a copycat. And, um, in Habakkuk two, which is an infamous scripture that we all love. It's on t-shirts and everywhere else. I encourage you to read it in the message version. Um, but in Habakkuk two verses one through four, Basically, what is happening here is um, a reinvention, right? Someone who is going from being inauthentic to being authentic. And what the word is saying is that, you know, you have to wait to hear from God, right? And that is the other A so that you can be in alignment. And then you have to write the vision and make it plain. And sometimes you write the vision and make it plain by living your life the way God will have you to live it. Sometimes people need to see to believe. And that is not the way faith is supposed to work. But sometimes when you get an alignment and when you do what you are supposed to do authentic, authentic, authentically, excuse me, then other people are going to be able to do the same. And what it says in verses three and four of Habakkuk two is that basically that um, there is an appointed time and it may take a little longer than you expected it to take, but it's going to happen. Other people are running around full of themselves because they cannot see the vision clearly and they don't know who they really are. They're waiting for you to get in alignment and live with authenticity. So the question is, when are you going to stop being a liar? That's the second letter A. The second letter B is belief. And again, these are all examples that I'm sharing of others who have reinvented themselves um, according to God's will, according to them being in alignment um, and according to setting some boundaries and stopping comparison. So um, belief is really, you know, just knowing that. What God has telling has told you is going to come to pass. Just believing that what God has told you to do is going to happen. If you're consistent, if you wake up every day and do what you know to do consistently, you will become an overnight success according 
to God's definition. But you have to believe that what you're doing is not in vain. You have to believe that what you have to lose is worth much less, if anything, in comparison to what you have to gain, no matter how long it seems to take. And just think about this. You know, you wait, you work two weeks. If you have a traditional job, um, you work two weeks before you get a paycheck. If you're an entrepreneur, you might work months <laughs> um, before you actually get paid for work that you do. But if you're, a, you know, if you have a job, you work for two weeks and you believe that in two weeks they're going to give you a paycheck. Um, you know, if you're a woman who has bare children, you are you are willing when you decide to have children or when you become pregnant to wait up to nine months before you give birth to this baby. So that means you are carrying around belief for nine months that you're going to become a mother. And then. When you're in pursuit of a degree, you pursue it for four years. You go to class, um, you know, however many times a week for four years, if not more, sometimes less, but generally four years before you get a degree. And all of those those things that you do for those specified period of, periods of time are predicated on your belief that what you are committed to, what you are being consistent for, what you are working towards is going to happen. How then are you unwilling to believe that if you show up consistently and do the things that God is telling you to do, that you will not receive what he has determined you will receive, what he has promised you will receive? How is it then that you don't believe that you can manifest what he has told you to manifest? And so I wanted to give a uh, an example Again, a very popular story in the Bible. It's in Luke verses 8, 43 through 48. And it's about the woman with the issue of blood. And this is an example of a woman who has believed so greatly for so long that God can reinvent her, that she can become the woman that God has promised her that she would be. And in this case, specifically, it is to be a woman who is well. So this woman for 12 years had an issue with her blood, 12 years. Can you imagine being on your period, bleeding, having PMS and cramps and being moody and eating chocolate every day for 12 years, right? And it talks about how she had spent all of her money. She had seen every doctor. She don't want to UPMC. She don't want to, you know, Allegheny West Penn she has gone as far as she can go and done everything that she could do and there is no doctor that can heal or stop her from having this issue with her blood but she believed that God could cure her and because she believed that God could cure her she she mustered up the strength and she did what she needed to do until she got to him she went through a crowd of people and her belief was so strong that she felt like she didn't need to see him um, face to face. She didn't need to talk to him. All she needed to do was touch something that was touching him. And she did. And she became well. But she only became well because she believed. And so the question is, how much longer are you going to allow your, your belief to prevent you from embodying the consistency that is necessary for your destiny. Just like this woman, you will not be well as long as you are not doing what God has promised or called you to do, right? And 
like I said, I'm going to say it again. How are you going to win if you ain't right within? How can you believe all of these people and not believe God for what he says he will do? So belief, unbelief, I should say, will keep you from being consistent. And then finally, last but not least, the second C is control. And <laughs> this was a big one for me. Oh, let me let me just back up a minute. So I, I have to share that um, the belief piece for me was believing that anyone would want to read this story. Right. So um, I had spoken 10 years or so prior to writing that um, that book actually almost 10 years to the day I sat down to write it, I had spoken um, this truth that I was going to write a book about this experience, but I was just, in my mind, I was just talking. Um, but the reality is that it was a truth. Um, I just didn't believe that anyone would want to read that story. And so again, if you don't have the belief, you limit yourself and you aren't going to be consistent. It wasn't until I believed, just like the woman with the issue of blood, that even after 10 years, God's promise that I was going to become an author, that I was going to help other women was still a promise that was mine um, as long as I was willing to grab hold of it. So again, are you willing to believe and grab hold of your promise regardless of how long it has been, how long um, it has taken and how long ultimately it is taking you to become consistent. The promise is still yes. If you will get into alignment, if you will be authentic, if you will set boundaries, if you will believe, if you will stop comparing yourself. And finally, if you will let go of this um, misconception that you have control. Control um, is also a dream killer. It's an incredible snatcher. Um, it is the foundation for where doubt is bred, right? It is the fertilizer for the seeds that are planted in our minds and our spirits for doubt because um, control is nothing but a misconception. However, because we have come to believe this misconception, control or our lack with our lack thereof will have us stressed out and broken down. Um, and I want to encourage you not to allow analysis paralysis to keep you stuck. Don't let a lack of control have you, <coughs> excuse me, in a hole. And what I mean by that is, you know, you have to get up. Don't be down in this hole because you can't see what's going to happen if you do this every day, right? Just because you don't know how it's going to end does not mean it's going to be, it's not going to be worth it. And I share this all of the time. If you have a hula hoop, you remember when you were little and you had a hula hoop um, and you know, hula hoops are but so big, but for whatever reason, we would try to invite a friend or two inside the hula hoop, right? And try to make it move and try and keep it up. But a hula hoop is only meant for one person unless it's an oversized hula hoop, right? But in my case, the hula hoop that I had was for me. But because we want to control things, we try to put things inside the hula hoop. And here is where I want to challenge you. I really want you to think about the hula hoop idea. Whatever is in the hula hoop with you, that is what you can control. 
That is what you can do something about. And basically, that means the only thing that you control is what you do because not very much else can fit in a hula hoop with you. It is something that you do alone. Um, But you have to be willing to do what you need to do in the hula hoop before you can do what you want to do or desire to do or need to do outside of the hula hoop, right? Um, You have to work with, where you have to start where you are. And I promise you that if you wake up and you do some things consistently over and over and over again, you will become an overnight success and you will reinvent yourself accordingly. So one more example of um, a woman who has invented herself, and that is the woman who um, in second Kings four verses one through seven, again, Tiff's, Tiff's notes version read it verbatim when you have time. But this woman was losing her mind and she didn't know what to do because um, her husband had passed away. She did, he did it. She didn't have a job. She didn't have a means to support herself or her sons. And her husband had some debts and the debt, the debtors were coming to collect, but because she didn't have anything for them to collect, they were threatening to take her sons. And so she went to one of the prophets and she told him, you know, I don't know what to do. My husband died. I don't have any money. These people are trying to take my kids. And he said, what do you have? In other words, what's in the hula hoop? And she said, all I have is a little bit of oil. And he basically told her to go and get some jars, ask people for jars, right? Ask some people, um, for help. And Take the oil you have and fill it up in every one of those jars. Now, if she has stopped and thought in the moment, I only have a little bit of oil. I don't have enough oil to fill up all of these jars. Then potentially she would have found herself without her sons because the debtors would have come and taken her sons. However, because she wasn't trying to control the situation and she knew she needed help, she did exactly As the man of God told her, she went and got the jars. She filled it with the oil. And when she was done, he said, now go and sell the oil. Go and sell these jars of oil. She went and sold these jars of oil. And she had the money to to not only pay her debtors, but also to take care of her and her sons ongoing. And so this idea of control is one that you need to let go of. What you need to be willing to do is show up consistently And do what God tells you to do, even if you don't know what the outcome will be. And trust that if you show up consistently with what you have inside your hula hoop, he can, he will send you the people to help you. And he will give you the overflow you need to not only um, do what you may think you need to do, but even more. So the, the reality is that I became an overnight success because I became consistent. I desire to consistently be in alignment, which meant I had to be authentic. I can, I desire to consistently set some boundaries, which meant that I had to believe that setting the boundaries was even going to get me someplace. Right. And I desired to, um, lose control. And ultimately in order to do that, I had to stop comparing myself to others because when you compare yourself to someone else and use that as a measure, that's a control group, right? So you have this group of people that you can 
consistently set the bar with that's your control group that's the standard that you work toward but God has already set standards for us and that's why you have to be hustling higher and seeking God first because he already has the standards they're very plain they're very simple and he is already determined how you will not only meet but exceed those standards if you are willing to show up and be consistent So are you willing to show up and be consistent? And maybe, you know, I used an example of becoming an author and I recognize that everyone does not have the desire, nor are you called to be an author, but there is something you desire to do. There is something you are called to do. There are some things um, that are going to require you to do consistently. There are some things that you're going to have to set some boundaries around and believe that you can make happen and you really need to be consistent to do that and in this season in this season which is very critical as I said the beginning of the end the year of completion right God has some things that he wants to do in through and for you but you have to be willing to consistently show up and show up as the real you even when you don't know what the consistency is going to lead to. Remember Jeremiah 1 5. Remember Jeremiah 29 11. Remember Psalm 139 14. He already has it taken care of. It's just a matter of you being consistent. And so I would love to hear from you. What is it? What is the thing that God has called you to do and to be that you need to be consistent with? You can shoot me an email at hello at tiffanyhuffexperience.com you can leave a comment here um make sure that you are following on soundcloud and or um itunes because we are now on both platforms be be sure to share this episode with someone else that you believe it will bless and finally before i go i want to give extend an opportunity to you um i am On Monday, July 10th, yes, that is this upcoming Monday in a few days, inviting women who know they have something that is necessary to be done, something that God is calling them to do that they need to be consistent with to join me on a 21 day journey of the power morning. And the power morning is ultimately um, my morning ritual. Power is an acronym and the letters are... P for prayer, O for openness um, or meditation, W for write, E for exercise, and R for read. And so for 21 days from July 10th through July 31st, we will be meeting every single morning at 5 a.m. Yes, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time because growth requires for you to stretch. And like I said, you have to be willing to do something different if you want to do something different. So, yes, it is early. um, But what I have found is that every morning when I wake up at 5 a.m. and do the power morning, God meets me there. And if you are looking to build your consistency muscles, this is a great place to start. So you can get the details about the Power Morning and how you can join us. Um, I'll leave the link in the show notes. It is at TiffanyHuffExperience.com forward slash power. 
And that is all I have for you today. I want to thank you for again for joining me. I am looking forward to hearing from you and learning what this is the beginning of the end of for you, knowing that in order to complete or to stop something, something has to start. And maybe for you, it is starting the power morning. Whatever it is, I look forward to seeing how God begins to manifest the miracle that is you and how he begins to reinvent you through this process. So until next time, choose God things over good things. And remember, we hustle higher, not harder. I will talk to you soon. Be blessed.